Father, every day there are those who call themselves your people, yet have a love for politics that literally trumps you. I pray for our country called the American people. I pray that we as a people would repent and exercise a life by faith where your son is truly first in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Now there are Christians, those who call themselves Christians, who will despise my Christ preaching today because they love their anti-Christ politics. And that really is too bad. It really is a shame. Ehig01 on Gab says, As Christians, we are supposed to view everything in the light of what God's Word says. So if someone takes issue or disagrees with what you say, they need to be comparing it to what His Word says and find out for themselves. Too many Christians just trust and believe pastors or other Christians without double-checking and comparing, contrasting what the ultimate source of truth actually says. She says, this was for me for years and early in the faith. And once I finally started being transformed by the renewing of my mind, I began the process of abandoning all the false doctrine I had absorbed after years of being in a false church. Now I can relate uh, to what this uh, dear sister in Christ has just stated, and she has stated it very well. Make me a liar in all things. Do your own research. Do your own due diligence. Open the word of God. Study the word of God and see if the things that I say are true. Take nothing for granted. There are many things doctrinally over the years that I took for granted. And I just brushed aside and I did not research them. And I didn't take the time to research them. And I'm not going to give you excuses for it even though I worked many hours a day in the army, but I just trusted in our leadership. I trusted in their ability to research and to pray about these things. And I took for granted uh, some of the doctrinal teaching that was taught to me that I found later not to be so. And that was teaching that was just part of talking points of that denomination that they themselves took for granted because their seminaries and their mentors or whatever taught them it. They took it for granted. They didn't do their own due diligence. They didn't do their own research. So EHIG01 on Gab absolutely gets it. Do your research. Disciple JJ says, if a Christian despises your preaching, is he or she truly a Christian? Well, possibly. But it is the word of God they despise and not me. And the root of the problem is usually bitterness, envy, and jealousy. Now, can some things be despised with right intentions, yet still erroneously? Yes, I have a few sermons where I have used homonyms that are offensive on the immediate surface, such as spiritual balls. Now, a quick online search yields the definition, uh, the word balls, which is a noun, and number one, it could be defined as testicles, and number two, courage or nerve. Now, many will default to definition one 
and then immediately false accuse me, berate me, judge me, and hate me. And then turn on the television or watch a movie or scroll on the internet that uses the same word profanely for entertainment. Now this brings me to another definition for the word hypocrite. Because that's what you call a hypocrite. And that's why I will use these homonyms in sermons that the Lord lays upon my heart. I have found that this tactic is not unique to my preaching. I have seen this to be so in the preaching of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as well. And man, did it make the religious hypocrites mad. So here we'll have Christians, they'll falsely accuse me and despise me, yet they'll fall to terrible acting and drama from people like Wendell Pierce who posts on Twitter in response to Leslie Mack who posts a video of two young black girls at a Sesame Street parade and she says baby Paige and her cute little friends went to Sesame Place this weekend to celebrate Paige's fourth birthday and this is how Sesame Place treated these beautiful black children and she says that she's hot because of this and here in the video, you see this, this actor in a, in a character suit who waves off the children because it looks like one of the children's trying to hug the character. I'm assuming they have some sort of policy where they cannot hug the children. And then this Wendell Pierce, an actor, says, Witness the end of innocence. Witness the trauma. This moment is violent scarring psychological abuse watching it reminds me of my own four years four year old on mardi gras day being denied the joy i see other kids having and the realization the horrible reality the immediate loss and the pain all because of this this sesame street not being able to grope this young child or being accused of being groped so maybe that's why they have a certain policy, and I'm assuming this, but yet people fall to this type of terrible acting by Wendell. Now I'm convinced, I'm convinced that these people are nothing but Zionist shills and paid agitators with extremely terrible acting, and it's all politically motivated, and it's all because of this love of politics. Versus the love of Christ. And this is the title of today's episode number 200. Love of politics. And this is the reason I will not vote for another man ever again. Whose political platform is not Jesus Christ first. And national repentance. This is how I know if they are antichrist or not. Do you really want to say. Do you think that you still can say. Or that you have the audacity to say God bless America. Then they tell, and I say they, Christians, tell me not to tell people to repent. I just saw a picture of the medical admiral, whatever you call him, his position these days, the head medical guy in this country who's dressed as a woman, who's standing by another national leader. I think he works for the uh, nuclear agency, nuclear engineer bald head, dressed as a woman. And if you look these guys up, I cannot make this up, and I wouldn't make this up. 
but the admiral is a is Jewish Zionism, literally Jewish Zionism, and the guy on the right is a product of Christian Zionism. Look them both up. Then they wonder why the Russians mock us. There's a diplomat, Dmitry Polanski. There's an article that states that Russian United Nations diplomat Dmitry Polanski also reported a photo of Levine and Brinton. These are the two that are in the photo with the caption. Keep going that way, our dear American ex-partners. I don't think we even need any long-term strategies to counter your malicious role in the world. You are doing the right thing yourselves and let the whole world see who you are. And the whole world is seeing exactly this. RNC research posts on Twitter a, a video of the Assistant Secretary for Health, Rachel Levine. This is this transvestite. And he says that we need to empower kids to go on puberty blockers and get sex reassignment surgery. This is an interview that I guess he did on MSNBC reports. So here we are. Since people do not want to see the word of God in their social media feeds, since they want to falsely accuse and criticize the men of God who are preaching the word of God versus this madness, I suppose you want to keep seeing the antithesis of the word of God. There you go, America. And then I see some Christians calling for a theocracy in America. I have to laugh at this because people cannot even pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and have a theocracy in their own homes. And as for this Christ theocracy that is being called for, it's coming. It's called the second coming of Christ. And it exists within our hearts and our minds and our souls right now. It's called the kingdom of God. And this kingdom is coming physically. Cranston Snoward on Gab says, isn't Zionism a theocracy? And he says, that's what we're rolled under right now. Yes, sir. It's called an antichrist theocracy that will soon reach its fruition. Then the Lord will crush it. His kingdom, his physical kingdom is coming. So we might want to reshift and re- redirect this love of politics towards the, lo- towards the love of Christ because he's coming and he's coming soon. Hallelujah, Adonai on Gap says, Kingdom citizens already live under a theocracy. Kingdoms of the world are just that of the world. The king says, if you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. We don't fit into worldly kingdoms for a very good reason. Yes, my friend, you speak of the spiritual manifestation of the kingdom working in us. The physical manifestation will come. We will rule and reign with Christ our King when he returns. Our holy God, that is. Our holy God returns. Berean Pulpit said, God isn't holy, but holy. Capital H-O-L-Y. Do we even get that? Do we comprehend that he is light? And in him there is no darkness and that he hates evil. And yet look how we approach him at times. Like a loving grandfather who wants to give us things regardless of our sinfulness. That no matter what, whether or not we repent, he will bless us and give us everything we want. This is why it's very difficult for me to say, God bless America. He goes on, he says, we'd all drop dead right now if the heavens opened and God revealed his holy to us. 
holiness to us right now. He says, stop treating his grace with carelessness. And I agree, brother, because Jesus Christ, the Son of God coming to this world as the Son of Man is grace. We didn't deserve it. And people are careless with this grace because they are careless with Christ. The problem is right now, Antichrist Zionism is fully in control of America. The problem is, is that American Christianity is more concerned with offending that which is Antichrist than that which is of Christ. And it's because of this love of politics over the love of Christ that we now have evil rulers. And guess what? Evil rulers love humiliation rituals. We're being humiliated, my Christian friends. And if you're not feeling a little bit of humiliation, I don't know what world you live in because we don't live in the same Christian world. And every so often I like to check in with our Christian Zionists and ask how their chosen people are working out for them because they ain't my chosen people. And they surely are not God's chosen people. And if you are a Christian, you should be praying for these antichrists and rebuking them with the word of God, not idolizing them as they put in put you in a antichrist anaconda choke. Now some may think my preaching is way too overwhelming. And it is almost as if things were utterly hopeless. And I would agree with you because without Christ, you are correct. But with Christ, there is hope. And this hope begins with you and I. And this is why the Bible preaches repentance and so do I. Call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn away from your sin. Live the remainder of your days with the faith from God that believes, repents, and works until the very end. Today is my 200th day as I'm preaching through the Bible by God's grace. And Lord willing, I will have preached through the whole Bible in 2022. And I have found the theme of the past 200 days of study and preaching to be very clear and very simple. And that is number one, Christ first. Number two, if he is not first in your life, repent and make him first. Just think, I'm not even a church hireling. I'm just a voice in the wilderness with a few supporters and subscribers. By the way, I've seen a couple of you renew your yearly subscription on my Substack page, and I thank you very much for that. It's very kind of you, and I hope to be a good steward of your blessings sent this way. But here's what I want you to understand. If God can use me, he can use you and he will use you. Just completely surrender to him with Christ first being in all things. Now I'm commanded to preach. I'm called to preach and I will preach the word of God. And as I grow in doctrine, I grow in long suffering, which is not always easy. And then I have to remind myself where I came from and how patient and long-suffering God is with each of us. We read in 2 Timothy 4, 1-2, Today I charge thee there before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Therefore, every morning, 
before I preach, before I post my notes. Psalm 19, 14 comes to mind. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Forgive me, my God and my King and my Lord, for when I fall short of this, because we're living in a time where sound doctrine is not being endured, and that time is here now. And it's been here for a while. Verse 3 and 4, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. And I'm noticing that these fables include these so-called prophetic releases and words of today which are more like a tarot card reading than anything else. I just scroll on. And you say, why? Well, because most of it's tied to a love for politics and not the love of Christ. And at this point in my life, it's all Christ or it's all nothing. So repent or get out of the way. Verse 5, but watch thou in all things endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry knowing that our time will come. Verse 6, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. The question is, will we be able to say along with Paul that I have fought a good fight? I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. If we can, there are rewards waiting for us in heaven. Verse 8, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, not to me only, but unto all them, also that love his appearing. And this is the difference, my friends. Do you have a love of politics, or do you have a love for Christ and his future appearing? If you love Christ, the greatest reward is salvation, which is only found in the righteousness of Christ, and nothing can replace this reward. And it's why we come together in fellowship. Nothing as well can replace face-to-face fellowship with the brethren as we celebrate and we rejoice in the truth that I speak to you today. Verse 9, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. WBMCD infidel says proven truth. And he can say that because we were able to meet face-to-face on our gospel road trip. And I'm glad that the Lord had crossed our paths. This time was very encouraging. And we got to meet many others. And I pray that in the future, Lord willing, we'd be able to do it again and meet some more people that we weren't able to meet on this last trip. Verse 22, the Lord Jesus Christ be with thy spirit. And that is my prayer. That Jesus Christ would be first in all things, that, he, that you would be filled by the Spirit of the living God, so that grace will be with you. Because as for these social media feeds that do not reference the Word of God, I have very little interest in them. It's all drivel to me. The love of politics sickens me. It is sometimes even within the Antichrist banter of so-called Christians going back and forth with politics that I find that the Antichrist will treat Christians better than Christians treat their own people. And this should not be so. We read today in the 39th chapter of Jeremiah, this same behavior, verse 11 and 12, Now Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, gave charge 
concerning Jeremiah to Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, saying, Take him and look well to him and do him no harm, but do unto him even as he shall say unto thee. Now this is to your shame, dear Christian. May this not be so amongst us that the Antichrist would treat our people better than we ought to treat them. And for those who despise this type of preaching, I will tell you that the preaching of judgment and salvation go hand in hand. Verse 16 and 17, go and speak to Abed-Melech the Ethiopian and saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring my words upon this city for evil and not for good, and they shall be accomplished in that day before thee, but I will deliver thee in that day, saith the Lord, and thou shalt not be given to, into the hand of the men of whom thou art afraid. And I'm here to tell you that America is not on blessing grounds. Very difficult to say the phrase, God bless America, when America is pointing the middle finger at God. Yes, this country is crumbling faster than I can speak. Do you want deliverance from it all? There's hope, and that hope is found in the Lord. Trust in him. Verse 18, for I will surely deliver thee, and thou shalt not fall by the sword, but by but thy life shall be for prey unto thee, because thou hast put thy trust in me, saith the Lord. And as we trust in the Lord, we will see that he will create borders around us to protect us from that which is evil. Borders are biblical. Joshua 13, 7, Now therefore divide this land for inheritance unto the nine tribes and the half-tribe of Manasseh. But I'll tell you at the same time, put your trust in the Lord because these borders are of little concern to the priests of God. God will put up the borders. He tells us to trust in him. Verse 14, Only the tribe of Levi he gave none inheritance. The sacrifices of the Lord of God Israel made by fire are their inheritance. As he said unto them, verse 33, But unto the tribe of Levi, Moses gave not any inheritance. The Lord God of Israel was their inheritance, as he said unto him. These were the priests. This was the priestly tribe. And we know that Jesus Christ is our inheritance as the priests of his, those who are priests by faith, those who do not wrap themselves and get and have a love for politics that rises above the love of Christ. Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day utter the speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and the words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The, lo the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. 
Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. I pray that this episode of Gospel was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.